Hello and welcome to the Rock Your Voice podcast. Vocal coaching tips that will transform your voice, interviews that will inspire, industry guidance, and so much more. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. What I always like to do is kind of start from the beginning and, and find out a little bit about uh, my guest's kind of musical background and where it all began and, and how you got into music and, and where it all first started. So um, so how did music become your thing? Do you, do you remember when you first fell in love with music? Sure, yeah. Well, um, growing up as a kid, it's just something that came very natural to me. I just, I loved performing. I had um, three brothers. And so, you know, when anytime my parents would have um, a get together or anything like that, you know, we always wanted to be kind of the center of attention and put on our little shows for everybody. Aww. So singing and dancing, I, I, you know, absolutely loved it. Um, I think I really started uh, singing in the church. Um, I got involved with, you know, a children's choir and, and eventually, you know, adult choir and everything. And, um, but that's really where I had my first experiences, you know, singing a solo in church. Um, I started taking voice lessons, I think when I was probably around seven or eight years old. And um, my mom would take me around and, and, you know, have me do various talent shows Aww. and pageants and things like that. And I just loved it. I loved it so much. And um, by the end of middle school, um, I was on the uh, TV show, Ed McMahon Star Search. Cool, cool. And after that, uh, you know, getting into high school and college, I just, I, I really started taking it seriously, um, started getting uh, a lot of training under my belt and just getting involved in as many things as I possibly could. I said yes to everything. Love it. Yeah. And um, I, I, I was kind of simultaneously classically training, but at the same time in my real life, uh -huh. you know, I was always <laughs> singing contemporary pop styles of music right. always. And so right. while I, I loved my um, classical roots and upbringing and everything, my life completely went in, in a different direction musically. For sure, for sure. Did you find though that the classical background has, has helped with the, co the commercial and contemporary kind of stuff? Yeah, it really has. Um, I can definitely, I feel I'm a, I'm a very, uh, feeling singer and that's, right. that's really how I coach too, is, is just kind of gaining that body awareness and, and learning, um, what those sensations are yes. and how to articulate those. Um, and, and I know that those, uh, come directly from the training that I took. And I just, I'm so grateful because I do really feel like I have, um, a deep awareness, you know, mm -hmm. to my instrument. And, and that helps me tremendously. Um, I know that, you know, there's a lot of, um, talk in our industry saying that, you know, oh, you've just got to have that classical, uh, training to begin with. And I don't necessarily believe that that's true. Yeah. I think that we can get to that path, you know, w without the classical training, but, um, you know, it's, I cherish that time. And I, I love the fact that, uh, you know, I got to um, learn so much about that style of music and um, wouldn't change a thing about that. Awesome, awesome. Do you ever revisit it? Do you ever belt out some classical, classical music? <laughs> Never, no. <laughs> In fact, I really only remember fragments of um, one of my pieces, which was um, <laughs> Mimi from La Boheme. And, okay, and that's, okay. that's about it. <laughs> 
the technique remains the songs have, have since passed on yes they have <laughs> awesome so so the switch to the more more commercial contemporary kind of stuff what happened there then well, you know, I really, I think that happened um, because of my involvement in church music. Right. This was in the uh, in the '90s and early 2000s when contemporary Christian music was, right. you know, really becoming a big thing, and yeah. you start you you started seeing these, um, you know, artists in in that vein of music become big stars, you know, and so it was it was borderline mainstream music, yeah. and my family was just so involved in in that. Um, world that uh i really wanted to emulate you know what i was hearing with these artists and and i had the platform i had right. the churches you know to sing yes. at and so um i think that really steered me um in that direction musically mm -hmm. and all the way up until um the church that i i had become uh part of their uh worship team here in san diego Oh God, a good 25 years ago now. Um, and that's really kind of where I found my, my family and my home nice. and fast forward to today, that same band that I grew up with are now my bandmates that oh. I work with full time that's and we're, so <laughs> we're still awesome. all together and we, we're not at church anymore, but yeah, you know, yeah. but we're still, you know full-time making music together and and we're that's, a solid family that's so cool that speaks volumes about about that kind of coming up together as musicians that's so yeah. cool so cool i have like this weird satirical um kind of pitch perfect type movie plotting in my head right now and like i was gonna ask is is the church music sort of circle is it a is it a bit competitive or is everyone very kind and supportive i'm kind of seeing this this strange movie where it's like all very very competitive to be in the church band kind of thing you know what without going too much into it you know it's it's an interesting world and i feel as though there have been some pretty big shifts in the past couple of years just with church in general right, right. but um you know it, it has become it's structured and its mission are quite different from okay. what I experienced at a young age growing up. I I, I was looking at um, that whole experience through a completely different lens mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, so now it just my opinion, you know, I do find it to be very uh, uh, business driven. And in, in a lot of churches, you're 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 seeing purely professional musicians on right. stage rather right. than you know, volunteer um, congregational members and okay, stuff like that. Okay. So, you know, it's it's a bit more of that uh, production and um, performance value. And and I don't want to generalize and say right, that that's, yeah. you know, across the board, it's it's really not. But, um, you know, I've since moved away from it and, and participate just a bit more like freelance mm -hmm. and, you know, we'll visit some of the churches from time to time and I've directed music at, at the churches and everything. Right. But yeah, it's an it's an interesting environment. I think yeah. it's a lot more professionally minded nowadays than right. it ever has been yeah. in the past fascinating it really yeah. fascinates me because i growing up in england we from my experience that that kind of music circuit was not happening in the church it was all still very old school church like hymns literally and then when i came here and it was like oh my word this this is cool <laughs> like what like 
and things might have been different if I'd have been growing up here, you know. Uh, but yeah. no, really, really cool. So, um, so you, you you then kind of crossed over into your commercial side of things, and and since then you've you've developed this this whole platform of where you're actually really helping other professionals and other singers and other musicians, and um. I first first learned about you from the this it, it's this it was last year it was the singer summit right what was right that? the pandemic proof singer summit that was it that was it and honestly it came at the best time it was incredibly informative and it was just amazing to see all of those different people first of all how on earth did you get such an incredible roster of guests it was just phenomenal <laughs> well you know I think it just it's from my own experience now because really you know my primary um profession is you know i'm a professional vocalist i work full-time with a corporate show band called the mighty untouchables these are the guys that i Love you know it. met and grew up with in the church and uh, we've been a band for close to 14 years now and um i i'd gone through you know um i pursued the indie artist life and and was pursuing original music but uh we were just incredibly fortunate that this band really took off and it became um a full-time a job for us yeah, yeah. and so you know none of us have day jobs or anything like yeah. that anymore it's just we do this full-time and we've been you know blessed with this just extremely successful group and so you know that lends itself to um gaining so much just career lessons mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then also you know it expanded my network tremendously because it's you know uh, you, you ultimately end up branching out and doing a lot of freelance um work you know here and there with various groups and artists yeah, and everything yeah. so you know fast forward to the p pandemic happening you know 2020 we're like seriously rocking and rolling it should have been like a record breaking year for us and then you know everything came to a screeching halt like it did for everybody and um i found myself with um a ton of time off yeah <laughs> and, yeah and i actually was a little bit grateful for it at the moment because it you know it kind of i it was a needed slowdown of right. life but yeah 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 but um you know i very quickly became very bored and restless <laughs> <Yes>. and <laughs> so i just wanted a little creative outlet you know to to um uh you know fill my time with i guess and i'm not even sure where the idea came from but um i started a little live interview series weekly and i would just invite my professional colleagues other professional singers on friends um and we would just kind of chat about what was going on in our lives and and how all of this was impacting us and you know the different um things that we were adapting in our lives to just make things work yeah. and make ends meet and you know um just i don't know save ourselves yes, from what yes. was you know going on <laughs> and kind of trying to help each other you know encourage each other for the future and so that just it became um such a positive source mm -hmm. in my life and I could just see what was happening in the community of singers where you'd have some of us who were doing well mm -hmm. and really uh, trying to branch out and find other things we could do, recording mm -hmm. from home, um, 
you know, things like that, learn, you know, just improving our crafts and yeah, yeah. doing what we could. And then there were others of us that were just, um, hurting mm-hmm. really badly to the degree where so many were thinking, well, I'm out, you yeah. know, I'm, yeah. I'm tapping out and I'm gonna, um, go learn to do something else and, and, um, call it a day on yeah. the whole music career. And that was just crushing. It was heartbreaking, you know, to see uh, people losing their homes and apartments and cars Mm. and just struggling to survive. And I thought, well, you know, there are solutions out there. I think, you know, we become, once we get comfortable with one particular stream of income of what we're doing, we don't recognize how important it is to have, you know, multiple um, channels of yes. income. And so I thought, well, maybe I can just like pull together, you know, yes. this group of people who represent all of those various different channels of the business and just put everything on the table and let singers see all of those avenues that are available to yeah. you that you might not have otherwise thought of. And so I just kind of started putting my feelers out there to, um, you know, influencers and, and other kind of, um, leaders in this business that I knew that I thought were great representatives of all of these different um, facets. Mm-hmm. And I think I lucked out because we were in the pandemic at the time right. and everyone said yes, yes. to my shock <laughs> and all. I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. So, so let's talk about that because that is something like obviously that you're passionate about is, and it's, it is, it's so important. Like I, I just vividly remember the day my class graduated music school back in London and literally the teacher was kind of, kind of laughing about it, but also like ready to break our hearts by just saying, you know, I, if you all assumed that on graduation day, you'd walk out of here and be rock stars. <laughs> He's like, hate to break it to you, but today is the day you go and get real jobs and music becomes kind of your hobby unless, you know, you've got serious savings in the bank kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was ridiculously fortunate because that day they hired me on as a teacher and teaching was not on my radar. I was mm-hmm. one of the ones who wanted to walk out as a rock star, yeah. um, but clearly that wasn't happening that day. And I was like, you know, well, why not? Like it's, I've just learned all of these skills and I'm happy to share them with other people who are like me. And yeah, so so that opened the door to the, the teaching side of things for me, but there's so many other streams and and musicians need to know this because I'm working with a lot of clients who are just like, I'm stuck in this day job and I really want to commit to my music. I'm like, well, you don't necessarily have to have a smash hit to be able to quit your day job. There are other ways around this. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so where does one start? What are the streams? How do we do that? How do we, how do we, yeah. how do well, we I like <laughs> that you pointed out how your program ended up for you and, and yes, getting that news at the end of it of like, oh, by the way, you're probably not going to make a lot of money doing this, yes. FYI, you know, <laughs> after you've invested your right. heart and soul into your degree. How many years and all of this money? Okay, thanks. That should have been in yeah, the, uh, in the yeah, info it, section it, three years ago. <laughs> truly. And I, and it's really unfortunate because I really think that this is a false narrative that has been drilled into our brains forever. Mm-hmm. And it's this picture of 
the life of an artist that has been, you know, put in front of us while it's very, um, you know, people really admire people who, you know, pursue their passions and arts and everything, but at the same time, side eye them that, well, you know, what's your real job? You know, yeah. what do you really do for a living? Right. And that is just not true. And there's fortunately, you know, a good handful of us that have broken to the other side of this business to discover that this is a booming and thriving industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's constantly changing. The landscape is constantly changing. And I believe now today, more than ever, the opportunity is enormous and ex and so accessible yeah. to anybody yeah. who wants to get into this business. So I, I think we all kind of grow up with that picture of the music business being okay, I love singing, I need to get a record deal, I need to become famous. Right. And that's it, you know, what's, <laughs> or I need to get on American Idol, All I need right. to win and then be, you know, huge or, yeah, you know, yeah. I need a video to go viral, something like that. But um, when you really see the whole picture, you see that there are just endless streams of income that you can get involved with. Mm -hmm. And the more you can yes. get involved with, the better, yes, you know, I mean, yes. not getting crazy about it but uh once you kind of step onto that other um side of that lens you'll see that you have worlds of um songwriting sync licensing teaching mm -hmm. um session work uh you know live events working for various um you know uh, i don't know parks yeah. venues um there's uh, professional choirs, right, right. touring, you know, yeah, uh, background yeah. vocalists, um, corporate show work, small ensemble work, wedding industry work. Um, there's, there's just so many amazing things out there. And I think it's really important that singers get a look at all of these things because the starving artist mentality is it's a false narrative mm -hmm, and i mm -hmm. and i'm afraid to say that if singers walk into this business thinking well you know i'm not going to make a lot of money doing this but i'm going to do it because i love it um that is probably how things are going to end yeah. up for you yeah but if you walk into it uh knowing and and being empowered with the knowledge that this is a real business yeah. music really can be your job yes. then you're you're on uh you know you're really setting yourself up for success there because in my opinion you should walk into this business expecting to be able to make a living at right. doing it and right. it's not easy yeah but it is <laughs> it is real yeah 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 so it's it's one of those things it's um it's like it's well it's basically a self-employment you've got to be ready to ride that roller coaster of like the gigs are there the jobs are there everything's flowing along great there's highs and there's lows there's things that you know you're not you're not collecting a guaranteed paycheck of the same amount every single month it's you've got to be ready to um you know go with the flow a little bit but at the same time like yeah, it takes a certain personality to be ready for it, I think. And then uh, once you are ready for it, the adventure begins and it's so much fun. 
Yeah, so. that's so true. And it really it is. It's that certain someone who kind of has that entrepreneurial spirit, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and is kind of willing to set their life up like that. But, you know, it's it's really about treating it like it's a business. Yes. You know, the 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 thought process of, well, I'm going to go on, you know, a few auditions and see if some opportunities fall my way. Um, that's fine. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if you kind of want to play at that level, but if you want it to be a living, you have to treat it like a business. You have to do all of the adulting businessy things <laughs> yeah. on a daily basis and have office time, have practice time, have, you know, investing your, you know, time and capital into certain things, yeah. um, in learning those sides of the business and, and, um, I think, you know, there, there's, there are still so many people who think that that is, uh, selling out, you mm -hmm. know, as an artist. Um, but I think if you really look behind the curtain of the life of successful yeah. artists that you really admire, uh, you will see that they have a business running behind yeah. them, yeah. <laughs> you Definitely. know, despite any appearances. <laughs> Somebody's doing the bookkeeping, yeah. somebody's updating the website totally. <laughs> and the press kit, you know, all those things are getting done. So it, it's a business. Oh my gosh. It really is with so many moving parts. So yeah. many moving parts. Cause mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the other thing that's fun. And, and then I think is, is all about the type of personality is like, there are businesses that yes, you have the bookkeeping, the marketing, the, this, that, and the other, but, but that business is generally a constant and, a, and consistent with what say a, car dealership or you're running a dentist office or something it's going to be the same things happening every day that you're marketing administration yes. all that kind of stuff whereas with music it's like you could be getting on a plane going to be singing you know backing vocals here or you might be just driving somewhere to go do sessions you know set or a wedding or what have you and it's really interesting when referring to the starving artist mentality and and, and selling out like some of the up and comers in my area right here, like we're, we're in Calgary and there's a oil and gas is a big thing. Like there's a lot of up and coming songwriters who are like, well, I'm, here I go off to my 15 days on the rig and then mm. I'll be back and I'll be able to afford the flight to Nashville for my 10 days off or whatever. It's like, you know what? People are doing what they got to do to make, make it happen. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's that also the understanding of the flip side is like a number one hit doesn't mean you're set for life. Unless, oh, unless yeah. the business has been really, really well done. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's really hard to predict or forecast, um, in this business. So mm -hmm. that's really something to go in with, you know, eyes wide open, understanding that there's not a formula, unfortunately, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it is, you can't walk into it saying, well, okay, being a professional singer means I'll make $45,000 a year. Not right. uh, who knows, yeah. you know, it, that really is up to you and kind of how you pave that path in the, in the different channels, um, that you take. But, you know, I, I like that you mentioned, um, you know, having, having day job, you know, working on the oil rig and everything like that. Um, I really think that plays a part in this because yeah. there are at times, you know, during this kind of a career where having in a, a, a position unrelated to music, um, is necessary. Yeah. And yeah. I think as long as you can keep, uh, the mindset that, I do this job. I, I walk in as a barista every day and make coffee because it affords me the ability to buy a ticket to Nashville yeah, or, yeah. you know, um, buy my pay to place 
space at a venue or, you know, buy the clothes I need you know, right, to wear in my right. band or buy the instruments that I need. It all plays its part. Yeah. And, and it's, and there's, you know, I, I admire that. And I did it myself. I was in the corporate world for years right, and, right. um, you know, and I always thought of it that way is that, you know, I, I'm not necessarily passionate about what I do here, you know, yeah. in the cubicle, but I do know that it's serving me and in the long run, it's serving, you know, my desire to be a, a full-time musician. Totally, totally. And keeping that in mind too, the, the, sometimes the most creative shows and the opportunities to showcase your talent are the ones where, where the least revenue is involved. Whereas mm -hmm. those corporate gigs are like, you know what? You might not be enjoying singing Walking on Sunshine and B-52s all day and all night, but yeah. that's that's going to also really, really contribute to your musical career for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, it really is. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> oh, the wedding singer, the movie really didn't do the industry too many favors because the reputation that came with that was like, oh, no, <laughs> can I really put that on my resume anymore? <laughs> I know. I know it is. It's, it's, it's so funny. You're, you're right. It did. It kind of, it, it really reinforced that, uh, that stereotype. And, and what's funny to me is that obviously the life of a indie artist or, you know, someone who is, you know, out there with a major record deal, um, there's, that's where like the glamour and, and all yes, of that yes. is at. And, and that's awesome. I mean, I love it. Believe me. I, you know, <laughs> I, I think that's a beautiful life, but in reality though, um, gigs that are a bit more, you know, professional doing, doing cover stuff, doing corporate stuff, um, weddings and things, that's where the big money mm -hmm. is at. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it might not be, you know, your favorite material, it, not, it might not be fulfilling your soul, but, uh, if it's paying your bills, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. And there's always room to be, um, participating in your passion projects, you know, yeah. us as a band, of course, we, we, we play what the people want. Right, right, end of the, right. End of story. You know, that's that's what pays the bills. But we all have our, our side gigs, projects that um, we love. We do passion projects together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're all musically satisfied and kind of feeding our souls in that way. But we're also feeding our kids. Right, right. And, and that's just it, too. If you do have that number one hit song or whatever, you're still playing what people want to hear because yeah. after the end of a 20 year <laughs> successful career, you're still like, Oh, I got to play that song again. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes around. Oh my gosh. I'm like totally like, Oh, this is all negative. You're just going to hate your hit songs by the end of your career. No, yeah. you're going to love your musical existence. Quit your day job. Go have fun. Do all the things. Um, exactly. <laughs> but don't come to me if it doesn't work out. Right. Um, no. it, it's like you said, it's the right mindset you got to be brave you've got to give it a shot like set yourself up get that side gig that's gonna pay the bills and pay the kids and whatever you need be responsible but mm -hmm. but I think if you're in a position where you can there there are many many streams of revenue to be able to successfully you know pay the bills and put food on the table for the family and and still do what you love so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i think uh, you know we need to take complete ownership and responsibility for that mm -hmm. is um you know not a lot of people are going to spoon feed you this information and right. because the music industry is extremely competitive and a lot of times 
people don't want to help one another out because of that um, scarcity mentality. They're afraid that if I tell you about these gigs, you're going to take all the gigs and I'm going to have none or less. And, um, and I, I do not like that. I don't like that way of life at all. I I am a firm believer in, um, you know, what's the saying rising tides lift all the ships or, you know, whatever that saying is, but I like that. (laughs) I just, I believe that there's, uh, work out there for everybody. And the more we help one another out, uh, the more that feeds into our own success and our, and, and our own opportunity. So, um, you know, I consider it an honor and a privilege to dispense this, you know, information out to as many singers as I can, because, um, you know, I I think we owe it to one another, you know, we really, we need to get back to more of that, you know, mindset where, you know, we're a community, you know, let's help you help one another out. When you help others out, you're going to receive that in return. I really believe that. And it's a great community. The more people supporting Mm. each other like this, there's just bringing better people into the community, which is growing that is just it is it's a beautiful thing and and you're this is this is a perfect segue to mention what's coming up real quick here because I'm I'm gonna um release this at the time of all the promotion that's coming out so um yes talk about a bit more that's going on with the community that you're building Yes. So what we have coming up is this year's Singer Summit. This is the Unstoppable Singer Summit 2022. It's going to be live online uh, May 23rd, 24th, and 25th. And what the Unstoppable Singer Summit is, um, it's a free three-day virtual event for singers to break out of that starving artist mentality and learn what it takes to make a great living and build a lifelong career and and stay relevant as a musician and just you know you'll be learning how to improve your craft um, grow your fan base and just you know turn all these passions into profit Mm -hmm. Um, and you're going to be learning at at as as of today Mm -hmm. you're going to be learning from 35 top industry experts including Emma, who <laughs> I'm just so delighted and honored to have you on board as a speaker. But oh, um, the lineup of speakers this year is um, crazy great. Um, some of our keynote speakers are uh, Stevie Mackey, um, Natalie Weiss, Ariel Hyatt, Hannah Bales, uh, Emily Kristen Morris. And then we just, we go a little bit deeper into the industry. We've got um, some incredible professionals talking to us about, you know, sync licensing, um, home studio production, people like uh, Chris Bradley. Um, We have Adam Ivey with us and um, we're, we're going deep. I mean, we're going into like, uh, um, um, what's it called? getting your SAG card, you know, things. uh, These are so necessary. So necessary. Yes. So necessary. We're even going to be talking about things like managing your money. We're going to be talking about things about, um, you know, how to manage your social media and marketing and what platforms to use, what's best for you, how to create that content, how to stay up on all of the different things that you have um, to do. So we're, we're just, we have a touch point at, so many pieces of the business and you know if you're even considering becoming a professional 
And for sure, if you're already a professional, mm-hmm. you've got to be there. Yeah, there, there is no no reason to miss this at all. Like, first of all, I love that it's live. It's not just a pre-recorded thing that's just going to go to your junk mm-hmm. mail and you never actually look at it. It's it's live and interactive and absolutely, it was so good last time. I absolutely loved it. And and there's different elements, um, different price points to access it too, which is phenomenal. So yeah, yeah tell yeah. us a bit about that because that's what's magical about this too. Yeah, I love that it's live too. I did it pre-recorded the first year, which was super cool. It was great. But then, um, you know, I wanted to like take the risk of doing it live, even though technically things can just go bad, but they didn't last year was, it was so beautiful and it really made it an energetic experience Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. all really felt like we were, we were together in doing something. So if at all possible, if you can be there live, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, if you simply can't, like if it's not in your time zone or something like that, I try to keep it as accessible as possible. I keep all of the replays up 48 hours after they've aired for free. Um, but it, if Pause that doesn't on that work for, for a you, second for free. Hello. Did you hear the free. line up here? You're, yes. Like we're talking like you get to experience live trading from like these people. Like, yeah, for free. Yeah, there's like, no what? no strings attached to that <laughs> at all, you know. And in fact, along with just the free presentations, these speakers are throwing in tons of free resources for you, to, you know, to walk away with. Um, and so, if you can't meet that free time window, we are offering a paid upgrade, which is called the All Access Backstage Pass. And with that, that buys you um, unlimited lifetime access to all of the replays. So you can uh, kind of pace it and take it, you know, on, on your own time. Sit down and maybe listen to one or two a day, or mm-hmm. you know, binge them in a weekend. You know, however <laughs> that works best for you. And within that package, um, uh, many of the speakers are, are um, also providing bonus mastermind groups, um, different like vocal sessions, uh, different courses and, you know, uh, digital products that they offer that just are um, included with that. So when you go to the site to register for free, you you get your free ticket, you're, you're in, no strings attached to that, but um, that'll also uh, it, it'll give you the details on the paid upgrade if you want to grab that at the time, um, which I highly recommend. I mean, it's a lot of information to, to take yes. in at once. Um, so if you can grab the pass, um, you might as well, because if you can just hang on to all of it, you know, in the long run, then um, it's a great deal. So cool. So cool. And like, thank you. So well, thank you so much for having me on that. And I'm so excited to to be there. But but thank you so much for putting this together. Because like I said, there, there was a lot of stuff that kind of, you know, happened during the pandemic that was like people were putting things together and zoom programs and online, everything obviously went online. And there was a lot of stuff. And it was the most memorable experience for me as a singer. And it was the most impactful one. And it was full of such valuable, tangible, usable information um, that it was one of one of the summits that I've done over many of the God knows how many over the years that I was like, you know what? I was I've been waiting for the next one to come out. So so thank you, because it's really, really good. And I'm not just saying that because this year I'm part of it and everyone should go and be part of it, too. <laughs> um, but no, it really, really was. It was, it was really fantastic. So I'm very, very excited. 
Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for saying that. And that's, that's exactly why I do it because just knowing that if it's making even the slightest difference in, you know, someone else's life is so worth it. And I love the work. I mean, I absolutely love doing this. So it's, it really is just pure pleasure and joy for me, honestly. Totally. And that's, that's basically the summary of this whole conversation is, is make music your work and your, your passion, your work and enjoy every day of of doing it. So, uh, so yes. So, um, where is the best place for people to find you, follow you, learn more? I'll put all the links in the show notes for people to go check it out, but, but share with us how people can support you, learn more about the Unstoppable Singer Summit and, and all these things. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure, um, please use Emma's link um, to get to the summits, which I'm sure she'll include in in the show notes. So use her direct link so that um, I know you're coming from her audience. It's really important. I just, you know, I want to know everybody who is uh, Emma fans and that that she (laughs) sent you. and outside of that, you can um, find me on uh, Instagram um, at either the, uh, not the, Unstoppable Singer. So that handle is Unstoppable Singer. Or you can find me personally at Danielle Tucker Singer. Um, or, you know, I have all of my info and all of my um, various links at DanielleTucker.com. Perfect. Danielle, thank you so, so much for taking thank the time you. to talk with me. and. I'm really excited to be, obviously we'll be chatting more, but um, yeah, thanks for everything. And um, I'm really glad we got to have this conversation. Me too. Thank you, Emma. The link is in the show notes for you to get your backstage pass for the Unstoppable Singer Summit. And uh, I really, really hope to see you there. But do remember, you can get uh, free access for a limited time as well. So May 23rd to 25th, uh, come check it out. And uh, also follow Rocket Vocal Studios on Instagram, and I'll be sharing lots about it there too. Thanks again, Danielle, for joining me. And uh, maybe we'll see you at the Singer Summit. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to like, share, subscribe. And if you feel inclined to leave a review, I truly, truly appreciate it. You can check out all things voice at rocketvocalstudios.com. That's R-O-C-K-I-T vocalstudios.com. And follow me on social too at Rocket Vocal Studios. Thanks again for listening. And I'll be back with lots more for you very, very soon. 